Welcome to From the Bone Vault, coming to you live from below Midnight Lair. I'm Gil. And I'm Justin. And guys, we watched Netflix 90 million dollar epic movie Bright. Uh, tonight, guys, it's going to be me and Justin talking about Bright uh, because Levi is on a little bit of a leave of absence uh, for this season. Uh, he may be back soon, uh, but uh, Justin and I wanted to tackle this one and uh, not leave you guys without any content this week. So uh, let's get right into it. Um, I really like this movie. I don't understand where all the negative press came from. I think I liked it not as much as you, but I liked it a lot. Um, I watched it twice now, and it holds up pretty well both times. Yeah, I mean it's. Well, I guess I guess let's do what, what uh, our normal method here. Let's uh, knock the cast out. So you want to run down who's in the film, Jay? Uh, sure, yeah. The movie is uh, directed by David Ayer, who did Suicide Squad. and uh, A not-so-good movie. Also... A not-so-good movie. Let's just get that well, out of the way. Well, I mean, I wrote a big, long paragraph that's longer than any note I've ever written. <laughs> and I think that one of the things that like people don't understand about David Ayer is he's not like your typical director. He's not no. like a college-educated ed- director, for one. He's a high school dropout. And... Um, you know, he was a, a radar tech on a submarine and things like that that just are not the typical path to a director. Right. And I think that, that that affects his directing style some, but I don't think that Suicide Squad is his fault. I don't think that any one person is to blame for Suicide Squad, and I think it's dumb to blame the movie on him as if the directing was the problem with that movie. It was a problem from top to bottom, and honestly, it's one of the better DC movies. It's a sad part. Like, it's more watchable than... A lot of the other things they've yeah, done so far. Yeah, I got you, you, and, you I gotta agree with you on that so one. For for us to say that he did a bad movie, he did a bad movie in a series of bad movies that's more watchable than most of the other movies. So I would say that that's actually a positive thing to say about him is that that movie was his and it wasn't like Man of Steel or something else. Oof. And then and then um, you know, we have a cast of uh Will Smith as Officer Daryl Ward, Joel Edgerton as uh Nick Jacoby. Uh, Numi Rapace is Lila. Edgar Ramirez as uh, Candemir, he's the elf. Lucy Fry was Tika, the other elf who was the other bright. And uh, Happy Anderson was Mon- Montague. I think Montague was um, supposed to be a dwarf because the name and because of his look. Well, they don't really state outright that he is, but I thought that guy's probably meant to be a dwarf. They mentioned dwarves being around, but you never see any other people who could be dwarves. Right, with a full head of hair, full beard like that. Yeah, the full beard, the, the red bristly beard. Like I think they were trying to make dwarves more just like very stout people and not so much the shortness. Because they're not really all that short to begin with. Like They're usually about five something. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. four at most. Oh, and but they're, full, they're full prep. Full prep for the people listening at home. This will be a very D and D heavy episode because Justin and I are I mean, nerds. I mean, th- this is this movie is very D and D heavy. Like it literally plays out like this is a D and D game that just ran to modern times. Oh, yeah. and people were you know. And granted, it's not all D and D rules. Like wands do not function that way. No, like, a wand is basically just a, an implement. This was and a this, low magic campaign wand, setting. <laughs> yeah, and this the wand is like all your shit is like in that wand, and um. The other thing that I want to mention was the screenwriter for Bright, Max Landis. The other controversy was that he was accused of like several sexual assaults, like right after the Ooh, movie came out. I didn't know that. So yeah, that that I think that that's part of the problem is that the movie came out and then those things came out about him. And he's not just known for this movie; he actually wrote Chronicle, 
which is a movie I also like a lot. Yeah, that was I, a I really, really good Chronicle. film. We may cover that one on here because that was a really good Chronicle movie. is one of the few found footage movies I can think of that works like on a found footage level. And the reason why it works is because it doesn't ever become about them carrying the camera around. Like that's a, a tactic they use to get the movie, but they actually use videotape from like security cameras yeah. or helicopter cameras. And it becomes it interesting because well it's like you're watching a compiled news report instead of just some jackass holding a camera. Exactly. All the time. So, uh, Max Lannis is accused of that, and I honestly think people give him more shit than he deserves on the writing side. Like, granted, he's a, he's a, you know he's a predator, but I don't think that every predator is necessarily not talented. But I also do think that predators shouldn't be getting work in Hollywood, and I think that right uh, when they do do Bright Two, which has been greenlit, they should just drop his ass off the script. And there's there's someone there's someone else who can write this script. Yeah, if if and any of that also, if any of that is substantiated, yeah, I agree. I agree. It's there's multiple different allegations that have been going on for years and they're just starting to come to light. But people are well, saying that it's been talked about since Chronicle came out that he was doing stuff. And I think some of and that might have gotten sw- swept, uh, swept under the rug because his dad is John Landis. That John okay, Landis. See, that, that's the other thing. Yeah. And, you know, what's funny about this is that this is not a script that would be hard to work with the right people on it. Yeah. If you gave it to somebody who knew their like nerd shit. And they let them work with it. I think you get well, a decent but I don't, sequel out of this. But yeah, exactly. And I, and I don't think that. I mean, I, I read a lot of the reviews, and I'll, just to give you guys a sampling here, uh, the Daily Beast said net, their title on this was Netflix's Bright is a ninety million dollar steaming pile of steaming orc pile shit, of shit. orc shit specifically. Uh, and I I, yeah, I read I, the review. I just read that too. I don't get it though because the pacing was 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 good in the film. The makeup and effects were really entertaining. You had a definite, definitive sense of every character, character type. People had motivations. It was shot well. Uh, the plot was good. I, I don't understand why everybody gave this movie as much hell the as they did. The plot's not great, but the plot is very unique. Yeah. And it's unique, not in that, like, sucker punch way where it doesn't make any oh, sense. Oh, that fucking movie. We won't even go there. I, I, we but need to cover that one because I've got some shit to say about sucker I punch. I actually own sucker punch. Uh, it's like sitting next to me on a shelf right here. But um, it's one of those movies that, like, is an original idea, more or less. I mean, it, it's fantasy tropes, but it's, it's in sure. a modern day setting. Sure. Um, there's very like specific world building happening. Like there, a good example of that is that they they show some orcs later in the movie, and they're all wearing football jerseys. And it's been said earlier that like a lot of the NFL is orcish. Well, right. the orc football jerseys have fog tooth on the back, which is obviously some orc's name. And it's kind of like uh, oh, you know, the, the fog tooth is actually celebra- one of the is the is the clan is the clan local to really? to okay. they are the clan local to L A. So that's pretty funny. Like I just saw one say, "Fall." I was like, "Oh, that's kind of neat." Like they have a jersey that says their, you know, their player on it. But like even then, like that's that's still something that that would be what considered world building. Um, the building style, the elves and like the elf town is all clean, right? And like their cars, super and, like, you know, posh like, LA too. Like like yeah, that was super. It, I really love that when you talk about the clean, uh, nice angular lines and the way that they built elves. Um, very particularly to this setting and you really felt like it wasn't just posh white people the way the elves move is also creepy too because it's like one of those things that like when you read books and stuff they're always talking about how graceful elves are but like it's not like ballerina graceful it's like inhuman graceful and that's what they're doing in the movie and yeah i mean that would be creepy 
Huh? Legola said that too in the in the uh, the Lord of the Rings films. You felt that unearthly grace. I think even in Lord of the Rings films, it's not as clear as it is here. Like it's so much more creepy because they move almost like robots that are like just smoothly moving, and then they do things in like very efficient but flashy ways at the same time. Like there's one of them that like is fighting in a hallway and like kick someone that's on the other side of them but they do like this jump where they go under with their gun shoot one person and kick the other person yeah and i mean they killed like what like like 15 18 like total like they walked into a club behind uh like 15 20 gang members and just in seconds took them out then went through a seal team or something too they're clearly psychic or something because you notice Tika whenever they would get near her, she'd be like, they're coming. Right. And then whenever they were near each other, they would know when one of them was in trouble. Like when one of them is, yeah, there's, there's like two a of them on either side of a room and what, someone aims a gun at one. Another one pulls a gun and shoots that person. And the While other the other one, one pulls and shoots the other person. The other one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so really, like, you go, well, why wouldn't they just shoot the person next to them? Because they had a bad angle on that person. But if the person's across from you at a, like, you know, slight 45-degree angle, it's way easier to turn and shoot that person than to shoot the person who's behind you. I think you really get a sense that, like, the elves are very um, unique in the sense of, like, these people that are part of this kind of paramilitary or... Um, not cult, but I guess you would say uh, activist group, the uh, Ignis or Inferni. Um, they're very trained, very skilled. You feel like uh, the commander that's part of the FBI uh, or the magic investigation group is very yeah. in charge, very capable. But then you see other elves in the setting that don't seem to be so lithely capable. Um, but you can see what a lot of training plus an elf body can do. And it's really, really cool representation. I would say also that it has to do with them being like a sort of like almost like a terrorist group. Yeah, what I would. That's yeah, that's that's that, you're right. No, that's what I was shooting. They're for. like they they would be more like a militia, like one of those American militia groups that's just kind of moving around and not not stationary, and they're anti-government or whatever else. Right. And so they they're not well trained in that they have official training, but they are on the run, and their training comes from just escaping and surviving. And so, yeah, they're really ridiculously capable. And, like, it shows that Tika's not as capable because I guess yep. they're just starting to train her. But she the ones are, like, ridiculously capable. Yeah, I mean, because, like, and, and how cool was it seeing one of the, like, really highly trained guys, one of the the uh, bodyguards or the, the members of the Inferni, the bald-headed elf guy? How dope was that? Because you never see a bald, like, in all fantasy literature, I've never seen a bald-headed There's elf. There's one bald-headed elf in something that I know, it's a lot of, actually a lot of them, I think, is in um, Dragon Age. Oh, it's like really? like a, a main character who's bald-headed, yeah. I didn't know that. In uh, Inquisition. But the or- the orcs in this, like, it really is funny because the orcs are like 2,000 years removed from being the bad guys and they're still suffering for it. Right. And, and I, and I like that, that I get, I mean, I'm probably using this term wrong, but that allegory, that, that correlation to what we in America deal with, with, um, uh, black culture, with, like slavery, slavery and, and, and that hot Jewish, button. Jewish people. Exactly. Or... Exactly. All of that. And then you, now you stack that on top of orcs. And I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong here, but you could just as easily uh, uh, replace the word slave with orc or black with orc or minority with orc. Well, the only problem people like the, the the one problem I think people had with that was that the orcs are inherently shitty different. No, they're inherently different than the other races like they're not humans like so 
in a way that humans are all basically human, orcs and elves have different abilities. Like they, they keep saying how elves are usually the brights and they usually run the world because elves are more capable and they're physically different. Orcs can't jump as high. They, they're slower and more lumbering. I see and what so you're like, saying. They're all physically different. And so people had a problem with that, I think. But then the orcs don't really match up to any one culture too hard because they're not like listening to rap music. They listen to like screaming like metal death shit. metal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like <laughs> death metal. It's like, oh, this is a beautiful love song. Like, I laughed oh, out loud like, when he said that. This is a love that. song in prison. <laughs> 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 I laughed out loud to that one. Because that one, I, and that's like showing Will Smith's like, a lot of people give Will Smith shit for being the same character in every film. I don't they care. They say he's checked out in that review, and I'm like, checked no. out? Like, he's acting. No, like, he's acting his no, ass like, off. No one's checked out in this movie. Like, I don't think, I don't know what the complaints are. I feel like if this movie had come to theaters, and it had been, like, directed by, you know, I don't know, some other director, and it had had a screenwriter attached to it who wasn't accused of sexual assault, I feel like they would they would have would have got a fair shake, would have gotten a better shake yeah. about it. Because here's my thing about like the sexual assault thing: I get that it's terrible, and I get people should go to jail or be punished for but it. But you can't attach that to the material. Well, not only that, there's a whole movie here, and you know yeah. Will Smith and Joel Edgerton and Nomi Replace and Edgar Ramirez and Lucy Fry worked their ass off. Not, yeah, they were. Yeah, they worked on a movie. And granted, someone who wrote that movie might have done something, or actually, but you can't did attach that to the work. Yeah, there there were people there on the cameras, on the lights, on the mics, on the set. Yeah, these there's, people have jobs. Exactly. And like when you attach all that to the movie itself and i'm also not saying that we should just let everything come out like you know because because there's people attached to it but at the same time like it's already out there people are attached to it you can't shoot the movie for you can't use the the allegation against that one person who worked the movie to shoot the whole movie down because it's not it's, right. it's that's not judging it fairly. If the movie's inherently sexist or racist, that's one thing. Right. But it's but no, not. I don't think any of that like, any of that came across. I, I don't I, I think that they could have done like going back to the orc uh, uh identification and saying that like they're they're inferior, I, I agree. I think that's how they portrayed it. And I think that if I'm gonna give any kind of complaint, I think they could have done a little better job with really giving the orcs a little more because Jacoby is not a typical orc, and he's the lens but through Jacoby with. Also says his family is also like that. Like none of them were blooded. He says at one right. point, and I did think when he when they met that group of orcs near the end, and he was telling them, you know, to go back inside or whatever. I did think that that was gonna be the moment where these orcs were like gonna help them and hide them, but it wasn't. It was the exact opposite. Exactly, yeah. In this movie, the only thing is that, like, those orcs don't look so bad because everybody has literally been shitty to them. Like, other than the sheriff, the sheriff department guy, <laughs> everyone they've come across has been shit to them. Like, you know, like, they, they the, go, the gang they go members, to get the The gang members tried to kill them. The, the, other yeah, cops, the cops tried to turned kill on them. them. The, the FBI the agents, you don't them. know which side they're on through the whole film. The FBI agents, you get the idea that they're in the right, but you get that idea that it's also sort of like a, a situation where they're going to get there at the end to kind of clean up the mess for these characters, but they won't be there to help them before that. I thoroughly thought that the the blue-haired uh, FBI cop, or FBI elf, was going to come in and be like the big bad, big bad at the end. Like he says, I've been hunting her, really? and she's been the prime target. And I was expecting the other terrorist to go, no, 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 no. She's got the wrong of it. She doesn't understand a conversation we had. I'm trying to keep it away from him. And then, uh-oh, reveal he's the bad guy trying to bring back the Dark Lord. 
honestly, like I didn't even consider that. My my thing was that I actually thought that um, Jacoby would be the bright when the movie was said. Oh, that. I really? Thought that he was going to grab the wand and it'd be him that because like they said humans could do it, but I was like, what if he can do it? No, nah, they and, they like, you know, they didn't even bury that that one, dude. It was like, yeah, one in a million. It's Will Smith. <laughs> I thought that that was them bearing it that like orcs couldn't do it and then he does do it and it's like this big deal because they've never seen it happen before of course you wouldn't see it happen because if it's one in a million for humans and it's rarer for orcs how I mean, how often would it happen that someone would grab well, it and they would you know but then again Jacoby is, is still super important because he's back from the dead because of the wand all the orcs in LA are really kind of following him now I think yeah, I think I, uh, you said that thing earlier about the Will Smithiness of the character. Like there's it some is. stuff in here. Will Smith says that's really just like totally Will Smith at the very beginning. He tells that story about his cousin day day who got like, it's like a cantaloupe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like that, I was like, this story is so Will Smith and people were upset by that fairy thing too. Like they were upset by oh, the fairies. Li- fairy. Today fairy lives don't matter. That thing. That and the, the fact that he just crushed a fairy. And I was like, yeah, but fairies aren't just saying everything. Fairies either, they vary between being like, like Tinkerbell and all sweet and shit. And to little being fucking like animals. Yeah. Or to being like the ones in like the magicians or those, uh, those books from, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Dresden? Book Dresden or? I don't know about Dresden, but there's, there's a book called, um, Mortal instruments. Oh yeah, the fairies in there are like super. You know, they're like elves are typically portrayed, but even weirder. Like they're all they don't make sense, and their morality is like orange and blue. Like you can't make heads or tails of what they're going to think is good <laughs> or bad, or you know, there's no kind of logic humanly to what they do. Right, but there's a logic to them, and like I like. Like you just have to when someone says fairy, you have to watch what they're talking about and then go from there and decide that this is what we're portraying this time. It's not always going to be Tinkerbell or, you know, whatever. And these are like little animals. There's also a dragon in the background at one point. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, flying um, across the uh, the skyline. Yeah, never said out loud, but there's a dragon. There's a dragon over the city flying across. Yeah, the I screamed you, out like we were watching, and like uh, uh, our friend uh, Mike was over, and we were watching with the missus. And uh, like as it flew across, I'm like, ah, there's a dragon on the skyline. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, can't see the dragon. Come on. Yeah, I mean, like honestly, I wonder if that was even supposed to be in the script anywhere, or if they just the special effects people were like, let's throw a dragon in the background because uh, that sort of shit happens it, sometimes. It, it sets the setting without giving it gives you questions which are fun to not have answers to. To be able yeah, to I say, mean, you don't even know if the dragon's intelligent or if uh-huh. they're like just crazy giant lizards. I, I I'm guessing they're intelligent because if they were just giant lizards, we'd have to hunt them to extinction e- to keep them from exactly sucking everything up. Exactly. All the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's and that's. That's one of the things I like about this uh, film is that it's creating a world that they can expand upon. And it's I am so anxious to see what Bright 2 brings, what they're going to bring into the world, what they're going to add, what they're going to what question. What's their next quest? You know what I mean? I mean, we made the D&D reference at the top and I'm going to I'm going to head that way now. This film feels like every modern game that I've ever wanted to run to take those Tolkien-esque items, orcs, magic, uh, wands, elves, and all that, bring it into the modern world and play around with it. I have had this kind of setting bubbling in my head for years. And I, I this was such a victory for me to see something 
Um, again, I mean, maybe, again, yeah, I think you and I disagree a little bit on this point, but I think it was very well done. I think this could turn into a great series if they would give it the time of day. The setting is like the least of the problems. With it. I'm, I'm not saying it's badly done. I'm just saying it definitely has problems, but most things do. Right. And I think that I think that honestly, audiences were really good on this movie. Like I've I've seen mostly mostly people that are not in associated with media or, or critics are pretty like happy with it. And I think that that matters to some degree. I think that not everything needs to be critically acclaimed to make it. But I also think that this was going to be a hard sell anyway. It's not like what people expect. Like even from things like people have gotten used to fantasy to a degree, but they're really careful what they allow to be fantasy. Right. That's why Marvel movies are still very like high, like high energy, punchy, funny movies. There's rarely one that's like this deeply like emotional where people were just shitty to each other. Like that's just not Marvel. Like very, like very real world. Like, I mean, I think, and I think that's what DC is shooting for with their stuff. They're just missing the mark. I think that there's some, there's some, I don't even think that I I think that they're shooting for too dark because this movie still has people in it who are generally doing the right thing because they think it's right. But, like, the DC movies just seem to be, like, everybody's miserable because they're doing the right thing. Like, they act like doing the right thing makes you miserable. Right. And I think that's what makes Good, bad, it doesn't, it. Do, it doesn't matter. You, it, everything's like, going to be and, shit. And, and it's funny because even with the DC movies, there's parts in there where you can see something, like, a sparkle of, like, oh, that's a good line or that's a good idea. Like, there's one line in Batman v Superman that's really amazing. And if they had just based, like, Batman's ideology on that one line... They could have made that entire character work better. It's when he's talking to Alfred in that like hallway and he tells Alfred that he's older now than his dad ever was. And you're like, that's a really like, you know, chilling line. Yeah. <laughs> but it's erased by how he acts the rest of the movie. Yeah. And what's funny is that Will Smith is this is probably the most garbage Will Smith we've ever seen in anything. I, I can't remember a movie where he's this garbagey. Wait, you mean you mean just like gar- like a shitty person and Yeah, I mean he just he knows he's a shitty person and he admits to it. Like, you know, later in the movie. Oh yeah, like, yeah, when they have their scene. Like, are we friends? And he goes, No, we're not friends. You don't want to be my friend. And like he's he he constantly is like that. Like he's like I'm a shitty person. Like we're shitty people. You don't see that from him normally, but I feel like it works in this instance. Um, and Hancock be, tried that. He tried that in Hancock. You're right. You know I fucking forgot about that. Yeah, I, like, I liked Hancock <laughs> I did for too. the first forty five minutes. I like the whole movie, and then it it just goes off the fucking rails for no reason. It it becomes this whole other thing, like about this love story. And like, you're like, what the <laughs> fuck? It honestly felt like it was the bird, uh, the Hawkman and Hawk girl story from fucking DC movie, you know, DC shows. Oh shit. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I mean, he's even got a Hawk on his uniform at the end of the movie. Like it's that same fucking story. And that's a terrible story. too. <laughs> um, and this movie also like, oh. like there's a lot of well written lines in this movie. I gotta bust, uh, I gotta bust your bubble, dude. I'm looking, I'm looking at the cast list. Your guy that is the uh, the federal agent working under the uh, other elf. He's human. That sucks ass. I know. Dude. I was hoping. I like, was like, I was looking I through. Wanted there to be a dwarf dude. They, remember, like they a, mentioned like they fucking, do exist. They did mention. I know. Them in the well, film. I wanted to see like a dwarf, like you know, fucking running a bar or some shit, or just you hey. know. 
a dwarf informant or, Epi- or whatever. Episode two, man, or movie two. You know, you got to see it in the next film. That's going to be great. See, that's the other thing I want to see is I want to see the expansion of this of this world. I want to that's I think to me for somebody who's as entrenched in fantasy games and um other things, you know, I, I'm a I'm a big nerd when it comes to fantasy like this. I mean, I've got books and books and books and books of different mythos, and there's different ones that world build. Like I've brought this up tonight a little bit, but the Harry Dresden series is an amazing take on modern fantasy. If you Justin, if you haven't read it, I two hands in, you've got to read that series. You would love it. Hey, I actually haven't read those, but I was going to say that one more thing. I just I remembered I wrote down sure. uh, the Inferni. Like they're like renegade elves or whatever. Right. I think that they were kind of like drow, but drow don't make sense. Oh, because, drow well, one for one, so drow are, drow are kind of racist. Like when they're written in, in fantasy, they're just racist because they like they. Oh, they you mean the you mean turn, the black guys? Yeah, they, <laughs> they turn evil and then, then turn black for no reason. Because like people go, well, they went black because they're underground. That's that's not how underground works. Yeah, you would get pale, not darker. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, I think they're meant to be, like, drow because they're, like, the elves that turn their backs on the, the elven kind. And then there's a whole bunch of questions about this Dark Lord that are never answered. Like, you don't get any specifics on that point. They say he can come back, but you don't know what that means or who this was or what kind of Dark Lord you're talking. Like, is it a full-on Sauron thing or is it just a dude with magic? Like, it looked <laughs> it looked like most depictions of him and most of the things you saw in the film, whether it be the tagging or banners people had up, things like that, did depict him as an elf, from what I could tell. He looked like I'm an elf. I wonder that he was an elf, because I can't, because one, he'd have to be a bright to me, to use magic to be right. dangerous like that. Right, And two, like, they're the most powerful race in this thing. Yeah. Um, and the tagging, like, if you, did you read a lot of the tagging? I actually took down a, a whole paragraph off one wall. Like, there's like a, not a poem, but like a saying written on a wall. Oh, what was it? When they first go to get the wand, they go in the house where that pool is in the middle and shit, and they go up those stairs, and behind them on the wall, it says, this is a, this is a place of light. Uh, blessed be the shield. Stand behind us. We will protect you. Uh, stand beside us. We will be your brothers. Stand against us. You will be destroyed. It's like on the wall, like written out in like little stanzas. Well, that place was a shield of light hideout. I mean, that was that was what yeah. it was. And that's the other thing I wish I could have seen more of is, is instead of that ranting lunatic at the beginning of the film, um, I would have liked to have seen a competent shield of light follower, like somebody that's like like tr- actually part of that group that was trying to stop things. You know what I mean? And then they show that that cool moment that you see in the trailers where Will Smith's holding the sword. I was hoping he was going to bust the sword out before the film was up. You know what I mean? Like he's looking at like, no, not this time and put the sword down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's, there's also like, we didn't even discuss the magic. Like when they go into that place yeah. and they're going up the stairs, there's that, there's a body on the floor that's like burning, but not burnt up. Yeah. Like it's been turned into like fire. And then there's that other body that's been like, like ember, embered the from wall. the inside and then part of the wall. Yeah, like the like the in the innards are like stretching out and hooking into the wall. It looks very like Genova esque. Like from oh, Final you mean the other seven. elf that came to kill her that she put into the wall when she yeah, got it? yeah she, like. But but and I don't know like because she's like I don't even know a few magic words. Like what word did you say that did that shit? That's <laughs> creepy as fuck. Like what is that word for? But yeah, that was that was a really cool scene. Like you you get a 
bit of like, oh, here's what magic can do and use, but you don't see very much actual magic happen because no one can really use the wand. Right. Like, I was shocked that they didn't realize that she was the bright. Like, when they go, you're the bright, I'm like, yeah, you didn't figure that out before. She had a wand with her. There was dead people around <laughs> who had, been, had a wand right. used on them. There was no one else in sight. Like, you thought that someone used the wand and ran away from it? Like, what the fuck? Like, who would do that? If I picked the wand up and I could use it, I would never put that shit down. Oh, It'd hell be no. fucking taped to my hand. Well, but then again, I mean, he, you don't know, like, I kind of feel like him doing that did akin to what it did to her. It took the, just drained him. You know what I mean? Because as, like, it took Jacoby, like, lifting him up and trying to get him out. And even then, shit from the ceiling landed on him and he fell. And he'd been, he'd had the hell beat out of him that night. Both of them did. Well, well, you got to remember that, like, she did, like, she did that stuff in there, and that was killing magic or just, like, attack spells. I think it took that out of her when she raised him because it was, like, it was bringing someone back from the dead. Yeah. Like, I think that that amount of magic, like, requires you to sit shit out for a while in that pool and be cleansed or whatever. See, I like that, though. I, li- I like I that. I like that, too. I actually like that much better than, like, D&D's weird. Bring a diamond and, you know, fucking <laughs> be, like, level It's like, did you show up with a diamond? Yeah. To, well, okay, your, like, your you buddy's back. Diamond and some, yeah, did you bring a diamond and you want to wait, like, a 20 minutes and you're going to lose <laughs> a level and shit? Like, what? No. Just no. reincarnate him as a bug or some shit <laughs> on that table. A bug with 15 levels of fighter. Yeah. <laughs> this book has four levels of monk. He's going to fucking pile drive someone <laughs> as a, a praying mantis. But, you know, the talking about the magic in, the, in this setting, in this world building, though, I really felt like like these the things and the concepts they came out with were believable. You didn't have to have the background you and I have with other game systems and worlds and stuff, people who watch this cold get it. They go, oh, it's a magic wand. Okay. Well, the the thing that gets me about this also is that it fixes the problems that magic has. If if you can just learn magic and use it, we'd all be doing that shit. Like, it would never stop. It's a wonder that anything gets done in D&D worlds where people aren't just fucking pulling out the weave of magic to do, do whatever they want all the time. Right. And when you have, like, an implement that's rare, that in like we don't know where wands come from. Are they from a special tree? You have to make them. We don't know how they happen. Which well, people just know that like they can give you whatever you want. Yeah, and, and there's two layers of protection for it. It's you have to also be a bright and have a wand. Like you can't be one or the other. Like you have to do both just to do magic. Yeah, I guess I'm wondering what were those cops thinking? Is this like are they just gonna try to make as much money as possible for selling like a thermonuclear device kind of thing? Or that was the weird thing is people kept wanting this thing like bro, it will blow you the fuck up if you touch it. I think that, the gangbangers I, I kinda get that like most of them were not what very educated. Even but the guy in the wheelchair was desperate. I get that. Like all those motivations made sense. The cops, I I'm like, that, I think that in the gangbangers and in the cops' feelings, it might have been that they thought that they might be the one who can grab it and use it. But yeah. like, that's a bad chance to take. Like, you're gonna blow yourself up over, you know, the maybe like one in a million chance you'll be the person who can do it. And man, you want to talk about some corrupt ass cops in L.A.? Holy shit! Oh man, Margaret Cho is a terrible police officer. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. <laughs> that was Margaret Cho, by the way. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I got it. It we actually took about. me a little bit, and I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, that is her. Holy shit. It was good. She was a great actress. I was going to say that um, there's a the line in the, the uh, strip club where he's like, you know, you want to fight it out in this titty bar? Oh, like, in a nasty it. titty bar. nasty titty bar? Like, fuck it. I want to die. Let's do it right now. Titty bar. <laughs> 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 
I'm saying. That's why it's like people, again, people give Will Smith shit. It's like, I love, I like you in this film, in this film, and like this, but when you come here, I don't like you doing the thing you're known for. for it. Yes. I think that when he's being vulgar or when he's in vulgar movies, that they don't like it. Like, it's, you know, Bad Boys 2 is historically, like, not historically, but, like, if you look at Bad Boys 2 reviews, it is terribly reviewed. I love I that like, movie, though. I know. It's a good movie. It's one of the last great Michael Bay movies. Like, I don't think people remember that. It's it's remembered fondly by most people who are the age that we are and saw it in theaters back then. It was, like, it was funny, and it had those fucking Shake Your Tail Feather song, and it was him <laughs> and Martin, and there's some crazy shit. There's some vulgar shit for sure, like the all the all the gay subtext, the the dead body with the big breasts. Like there's, there's a lot of like <laughs> raunchy stuff in it, but at the same time, like it was the early 2000s. We weren't as like careful about what we did, but at the same time, it also has some cool ass shit in it. That car chase on the bridge where they're dropping the cars off. Them just shooting up Klansmen for no Man, reason because that, no, Michael Bay could do that. That movie rocked. I don't give a shit what they said, but that that that's another point I want to make. I, I'll make and let, let's let's bring it here for a minute. I really find that the Associated Press and critics, people have, I, I just feel like people have got to get to a point where they stop trusting reviews before they just go out try something and see if they're going to like it see if it's going to be if it's going to meet their standards i really feel like people just take rotten tomatoes responses because like this has a what a 23 on rotten tomatoes right now i don't know but i i disagree because i feel like you have to read reviews like i think that's the problem people have is that they want to just look at a percentage number or look at a number on like a graph read the review because if the review is saying shit that you don't agree with in like spirit like if a movie comes up and they just go this is just so vulgar like they keep saying the word fuck and they don't need to say fuck that much and like that's an on the fence thing for me there are times where i do agree like you're just using fuck as like a crutch in dialogue well but that's, that's tarantino just, dialogue not even tarantino like i felt like that about logan but i think at the other because logan wasn't rated r at first it became rated r and they just sprinkled rated r shit into the movie that didn't need to be there so, like, I can see that being a review of that movie. But at the same time, I can also see you saying that, like, it, like, like for instance, the Star Wars movie, Last Jedi. Haven't seen it yet. No spoilers. The reviews are great. It's like a 90-something percent on Rotten. For really? Yeah, hmm. of course it is. The last two have been like that. Yeah. But people people on the, uh, the audience reviews hate it. Well... There's a bunch of controversy about where the audience reviews actually came from because there's some group claiming that they used bots to pump those reviews up as bad reviews. And then... People are assholes, man. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> well, the people who did that were like supposedly like this website that's run by like DCEU fans who are upset at Disney because they're like, Disney's paying off critics to review things well. I was like, no, this is just a genuinely good movie. And it's well made. It has some pacing issues, but pacing issues don't ruin a whole film. Yeah. Whatever the DCEU is doing, which is pacing issues on top of other shit, ruins an entire movie. And the actual reviews for for that movie are amazing. Like people were happy with it. There, they definitely have their gripes with some parts of it, like it goes on too long or this or that or whatever else. But they they're they're reviews that seem honestly like they like the movie. And then there's other times like with Bright that they don't. And there, there's several reasons for that. I think one reason might be Netflix's quality, 
Like when Netflix makes something, it's typically well done to a point. And I think people expect it. Stranger Things, they expect it, you know, fucking a black mirror or they expect it, whatever. But I don't think that they skimped on the quality here. They didn't, but they didn't make them like they're, they're typically known for making things that are like nominated picture style things like Netflix is known for winning awards for their shit. And I think people expected it to be like almost like seriously like training day or something when it was less like that. It was more it was, bad boys. It was a buddy cop. It was a buddy, uh, an yeah. action buddy cop and, movie with magic. And I think that people were expecting a different thing. One, which which can definitely affect your review of a movie. If you go into a movie expecting a comedy and it's not, it's a horror movie, then that can make you upset. True. Very true. And so... <laughs> You know, that can that could be peppering their reviews. And also it could be some bias against Netflix in general trying to step out of their wheelhouse. Like yeah. people think Netflix should just stay in their TV making horse, arena horse and not shit. step into their movie I am, I am, I am exceptionally excited. I, I don't subscribe to it, but I like the fact that YouTube is trying to have original content. We won't go into the issues with YouTube. I don't I don't know if there's a, a mix of things affecting it. But I also just think some movies get a bad shake because they're a mix of different things. They're raunchy. They have the wrong people in them. Not wrong in terms of that they're doing a bad job, yeah. but wrong in that the critics don't want to see this this actor do that kind of thing. So they so they pan it a bit to keep them to keep yeah. them where they like them. Yeah, not even just that. Like they just don't like it because like I don't like seeing certain actors do certain things either. Like I don't want to see you know Nicolas Cage involved in another romance with a young fucking actress and like when i see that shit i get a little upset by it <laughs> next, so, next one from the bone vault drive angry with Nicolas cage <laughs> that's not a romance i know i'm being stupid he, he treats that girl like a daughter surrogate which is uh one of the better things about that movie's fucking that's a that's a crazy it. fucking film it's, right it's a crazy movie because i saw commercials for it and then i watched it we we're like what the fuck <laughs> this is he's in hell like what the fuck exactly the devil's chasing yeah, him it was left what at, is this shit yeah the whole time in that film we yeah we do have to cover that one okay but but enough that, about uh, stuff we we, we could er, cover earlier on but uh back to your we're point we're gonna we're gonna say that um we were talking about the diversity issues in the movie and one of the funny things about this movie that no one's really brought off that i've heard is that there are women in this movie. Um, there's his his wife, girlfriend, whatever she is, his daughter, who is, you know, barely there, but she makes some points about, you know, not being racist or whatever. You're talking about and the then, very beginning of the film where he... Yeah, where she's like, don't call Nick stupid daddy. And, you know... He's a person. Like, uh, yeah, he's a person. And then, like, the wife who he just basically tells, get out of town. And they go to a strip club, but I don't remember seeing too much there. Maybe uh, I, there oh. was some topless women. They, they weren't, they weren't, their bottoms weren't off. They all had panties or they thongs. Weren't, they weren't like mid scene, mid screen, were they? Uh, yeah, they were pretty prominent. I mean, I would say they got about I mean, I just blinked se- second, second, second and a half, maybe of boobs on screen. But Two shots, before, maybe three, if I'm remembering right. I literally watched it last night, guys. Like so. this, like they don't really treat, like a lot of times in movies like this, they're just no women at all. Or the women that are there are just constantly being sexualized. Right. And there's no human women in this movie, really. They're all elves or strippers. I guess the strippers um, are the only humans. They, his wife. Yeah, his wife. Uh, oh, the female cops. The female yeah, cops. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of female cops. There's a lot of, like, like you know, different races running around. The elf is Hispanic, technically, like the actor playing him is, at least. Um, and so, like, people don't say any of that. Like, You're talking about the uh, the ranger, are, the... the, the um, 
highway cop that he calls in? No, no, the elf, like the blue-haired elf oh, yeah, yeah, Hispanic yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like people don't mention all that stuff that like there's all these people running around there are different races and women and they're like they're they're not none of the women that are in the main cast are sexualized. Like no one's, you know, like Margaret Cho's shirt's not half unbuttoned and the elf girl is I mean, she's barely she, speaks English. That's at first. true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, the only character you could even remotely say that about would be the uh, the antagonist. But even then, she's just a good-looking. She's, she's not. She's creepy. Yeah. Well, like that woman is scary as fuck. Like I wouldn't go near her. At I don't know. All. I, I personally thought she was pretty hot. But I mean, the she's point you're pretty, making is is she's they're scary. not overly <laughs> sexualized in the film, and I agree. I they didn't have to lean into that for this film. And here's the other thing. They the the action scenes I think played out really well as well because people were as capable as they could be. You saw Nick get hit by a car and get up wobbly a little bit, but that plays into him being an orc. You see, yeah, he Ward, also heals fast because exactly. you see at the end. You see at the end, Will Smith still in the hospital bed. His orc ass is up moving around and shit. Yep, yep. he could take a friggin' beating. He let's just go back to that for a second. He got hit by a car twice. He gets hit by a car, but isn't the car like caught on something or like no, stuck, like- no, it it goes from zero to sixty in a couple of seconds and then rams him into the ice that ice chest. That was that uh that that was when a they, really good fight. That oh, whole that, gas that, station that, fight that was excellent. That was excellent and fight. It's one of those things where it's like it's a fight that's a good use of a common space you would be in like a lot of times you see fights in like weird areas right you watch fucking arrow or some oh, shit you mean in some weird ass warehouse you mean like a little later in the film when they're inside the uh the the, the really quote that close quarters fight at the end where they're inside the safe house was fucking awesome they used everything around them people were running up the walls and opening shit you don't get a lot of that in movies. You get a lot of like open spaces or a lot of like really weird set pieces. Yeah. There's that fight at the end of Serenity where you're like, what the fuck does this thing do? Like, why is that spinning below them? And like, you literally find out that the special effects people in that movie were told to put something scary down there and they just put in like a bunch of spinning scary shit below it. <laughs> but like, the fights in this aren't shot in some like CGI, you know, fucking area. They're like a gas station or. Yeah. One of those tiny houses off that tiny house. (laughs) It's not like, like, you know. And they moved around the city. They really moved moved around the city. And the city looks used. It looks. Like a real city. It actually. What were the locations? Now that I'm looking at this, I'm wondering what the location. Fucking L.A. Like this is shot in L.A. This is shot in L.A. or somewhere in like a shitty part of Toronto. If Toronto has shitty parts, I don't know. Yeah, I already shot a small part in Los Angeles. Uh, looking through here. Yeah, yeah, it was L.A. and some other spots. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah you, you it, get the it, idea. It looks like California. Like the 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 shooting locations are well established. Um, and they don't really go too many places. Like they come to that safe house early in the movie and they spend a good amount of time there. Like they go in, they find the one, they look around all the dead bodies, they come out. They have a discussion. The cops show up. They have a discussion inside again. They come back out. They have that gunfight. The gunfight's badass, by the way. Oh, he when he, Kobe, he's like, who's lined up behind me in what order? Like left to right. Right. And he tells them and he spins around and just like pop, pop, pop. And you're like, you're like, you, they never say Will Smith is a great gunfighter or he's the best gunfighter in the force, but you get no, an he idea just this guy it. can fucking Well, gunfight. remember he tells him when Jacoby pull, goes to pull his weapon, he goes, you're going to pull it? 
You're going to pull it. You're not going to beat me in a gunfight. Yeah. He, he Well, I mean, but that was, I think that was more to the fact Jacoby couldn't gunfight. Like he had to be instructed, you know, don't just start firing when they're firing. Like wait till they run out of the bullets and then fire back. Like he right. didn't know what he was doing. But like Will Smith clearly wasn't just a cop who had like read a book on gunfighting. He was, he had been He's in some gunfights. He's a veteran cop. Yeah. And that also tells you the state of their LA is that, you know, your average cop is not in gunfights enough to know like, how to just like <laughs> lay some people out. Like they're not, they're not fucking Texas Rangers in the 18, you know, nineties. They're not nah. just fighting people right and left on trains and shit. And so like when you have a, when you have cops that can do this and you see a lot of cops willing to go to the links to shoot someone like that, like the four cops that come to get them there's a strike team sent in to get those elves like their world is not safe. Like it's, it's dude, not and those clean. three elves fucked up a trained SWAT team of I mean, like those, those ten elves, like, guys that were coming at them. That is what it looks like when you have like twenty dexterities and twenty fucking <laughs> wisdom scores, and everybody's and just, using scimitars with a crit build. Yeah, you just you just you're, you're able to sense everything around you. And, you know, you're super dexterous and flexible and like they're like they're like flipping through little areas and shit and sliding under things. And then like they would move in such like precise ways. Like even when Tika throws that fucking uh, bottle of windshield wiper fluid, she doesn't really throw it like just no, overhand kind of lob it. She, she grabs it by the handle yes. and just swings it up like right into her sister's head. Just bonk. And it's kind of funny because it, <laughs> it's not enough to hurt her bad. But yeah, someone, you know, even if you're like super strong and like well built, someone throws a fucking two gallon wiper fluid yeah. bottle at your head. You're Have this, like, hey, jug of milk, what? Blap. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the bald elf in the car, I think his name is Tien or Thien or something like Tien. that. He's in the he's in the car, like Tien from Dragon Ball Z. Who's I knew dead. you were going to say it. I was waiting on it. <laughs> but like he's in the car and uh, Jacoby slides that like rack of shelves in there to hit him. Oh, that was think, awesome. Oh, this is going to be it. It's going to like take his head nah. off. And he just kind of grips his neck to the side. And it barely misses him. And he just keeps <laughs> his head like to the side and keeps <laughs> driving the car. It was awesome. I mean, like I said, that's the, the characterization and how the, the, the different races play together and what their strengths and weaknesses are, what they can do. Um, if you notice uh, when he when when Will Smith uh, when Ward shoots through the back of the car at the bald elf, he hears where Will Smith is almost it looks like and tilts his head away from where the bullets are coming down the middle of the car. Yep, because the first one comes in and he leans out like, oh, this is there. He's right there firing from that spot, and like yeah, they're just they're too precise and it's creepy. And it's like creepy in a good way because one of the things that they always talk about in fantasy settings, in like all of them, is that people, you know, people who are in elves are always fucking because there's always half elves running around, which this show didn't even address. Like they haven't addressed no. even half races. But like, you know, one of the things is that like half elves are common because people are fucking elves. And half orcs are typically common because of like either rape or prostitution or other things like that. Right. But half elves are the most common of like the mixed races. And, the, you know, you can't have half dwarves and stuff for whatever reason. Whatever setting you're talking about, they do different shit for it. But like the elves are, they're beautiful to look at, but they're also scary in this. Like they seem inhuman enough that it's like uncanny well, valley. Other otherworldly beauty. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's how they've been described in a lot of different things. The Feywild. That's <laughs> right. Even, uh, <laughs> there's even a, uh, an elven billboard in the background, written in English for some reason. It says, 
uh, Eland or Airland or something like that. Like it's like an elven-y word. It could be a perfume. I don't know what it was. It was just the billboard. There was big. There was a bunch of stuff written the same way we write uh, English with Spanish right under it. It was like that with oh, orcish. Oh, really? Like a like a like was, a orcish and yeah, like like, or, like like bilingual locations. It was really cool. Those little elements they put in that showed that in a fantasy setting, these these Engl- these languages tr- traditionally have different scripts. And I didn't notice that they did it, but uh, usually the orc script is the, is the elven script, usually. And then the human script is just, you know, our lettering. Right. And then dwarves have their own script, but different races will use each other's scripts. Like, you know, the Dugar and the dwarves use the same script, and Undercommon is written in dwarven all the time. Right. Because it's the same. It's like Russians letter, their goofy ass fucking, you know, <laughs> hold the keyboard <laughs> numbers and letters down letters. And, that shit and without missing a beat, Justin alienates yet another part of the world. <laughs> the Russians? The Russians? I, I doubt there's very many of them listening to this. Because <laughs> you never know. But we've got elections to hack and shit. Oh, fuck. But uh, <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck. Here we go. Well, let's but, see. Was that the 51 minute mark where we need to trim? Got it. No. Is that 51 minutes, really? Oh, yeah. We're getting there. This is such a good movie. Like, it, it's just, it was, it's well, a there's solid one, fucking there's film. One, there's one thing we haven't talked about that I want to make sure we get in before the end of it though is the soundtrack um i I, we don't normally cover it but i i have to say thinking back over the film and seeing the track list i was just going through my notes and seeing i'm like here's just some really interesting choices they made for this like music you hear on the radio the uh, ambient music in the background i think there were two maybe original tracks or at least borrowed the snoop dog track that uses an older snoop dog tracks back music for some reason <laughs> being played when, when that house party is going on yeah that yeah. house party scene has a lot of live which is great <laughs> like when jacoby's walking off he goes that's the beautiful, beautiful music you got there like he just walks <laughs> off and then when he first when will smith comes out there to get the ferry he he tells them what does he tell them? I have it up here somewhere. That y'all Hold keep on. doing your gangster shit. I'm just trying to sell my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says that when he's going back inside. He's like, Don't worry about me, just crip walk your ass back to your barbecue. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of shit said in that scene. It's just like bam, 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 back to back. And then also during the scene with the internal affairs guys. Because the internal sales guys almost feel like they're fucking SNL characters. Like those yeah, mustaches. Yeah, they it's were like, it's that like was Dick weird. in a Box. It was like Dick in a Box. <laughs> it was like, oh, yo, what if Timberlake and fucking what's-his-face from Dick in a Box came into this movie and they were internal affairs? And they were just they were tra- they were trying like, to get him to turn cool. They were also weirdly sexual. Like, uh, it, was, like they just, it was gross. It was gross. Those guys were really gross. He's like, save your mustache, bitch. Save like, your mustache, bitch. No, but my my I, I do have to say my my the, going back to the music and scene setting and stuff, though, the part where they roll up to the... Um, they're in the jeep. They're rolling through. They come by a bunch of other orcs out there, and um, the Wolf Smith just gets hard on them real quick. He's like, "Quit, quit, quit being out here gangbanging. I'm gonna tell you, fucking parole officer, you're out here drinking with your buddies. Go with on, your homies." He's like, "You got something you need to say? Move!" And it's like, "Oh shit!" He just, oh, he just went real hard on those dudes. <laughs> Yeah, the movie would the movie would bounce between being like this lighter sort of buddy cop thing, and then turn into Training Day for like five minutes, and then turn yeah. back into that other movie. And like, well, you really get the feeling that that and we've we've hit this point a couple of times, but I think it's it's worth absolutely worth repeating that Will Smith is a very tough, very capable police officer. 
You he's almost wonder good. why he's not a detective, but then you feel, you hear them people talk about him and how they don't want to be in his car, and you're like, well, he's just not well liked. It's politics. Like this guy would yeah. be a detective if he weren't a dick. Exactly. <laughs> the, other, the other thing is that I've heard people complain about this, and this is a world building issue that I don't really think is valid because when you start going this route, you get things too different. People always go, well. Well, what? Why is the world so similar to our world if they have all this shit in it? Well, when you start doing that shit, you get worlds that are so alien you don't even know what the fuck to do with them. Because if you right. go back, like, I mean, with alternate histories, you have a point of divergence from like our history, where you're like, this is the point where our history and that history split. Oh, go look and at fucking case, Wolfenstein, or uh, go look at. Um Wolfenstein works, but that history splits in like the 40s. That's much easier to manage. We're talking about something that would say like, like we don't know how long orcs have existed, probably since the dawn of time. So you're like, our history would diverge at the dawn of time. We don't know what the fuck would be going on on this planet at that point. Like you just, you're better off keeping your history like more or less the same and peppering in some fantasy elements. It's more easily identifiable to the audience. It's easier to manage as a writer. Absolutely. it's it has to deal with less work to establish your setting. There's there's easier shorthand. Like you can see the orcs wearing heavy chains and like standing on the street corner and go, oh, those people are, you know, like out there. You, you can know, easily doing, identify things. It's easy know, mile markers. That, yeah, yeah. And like, sure, you you do step on some cultural mile markers for real life groups, but at the same time, the the point of the movie is. Well, not everybody's equal, but everybody's shitty is what it feels like. Everybody but Jacoby's a shit person. And maybe <laughs> Tika. Because everybody else in this movie is a horrible person. Oh, the daughter. Well, I guess the daughter is the only other character I'm like, oh, she's not a shitty person. I guess I just wonder, like, what else they could have... I, if I really sat down and sat down with the material and tried to suss it out myself, what could they have done with the orcs differently to set them apart and make them that low caliber of society, where else would they have fallen? Well, I in? mean, here's the thing. You know? Here's the thing is that, like, you could have made them, like, orcs, like, fucking just tribal crazy people in the woods, but that would still be weird. And then you could have also made them, like, redneckish, but that also would have been weird. Like, if they were just a bunch of, like, rednecks running around shooting animals and, you know, like, oh, man, fucking my- their sister or whatever. Like, it, like it's going to offend somebody some way. Exactly. And so... And so then the other thing is that you have, um, you do have orcs that are not terrible people, like, exactly, like, you know, Jacoby's there. That orc that he saved at the beginning, that's the same orc who, like, well, it doesn't save him, but wouldn't Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're-, you're Oh, we've been spoiling, yeah, but to say, you're 56 minutes in <laughs> to the yeah, podcast, we've been talking about this spoilers. all the way in, yeah. But but yeah, like, you know, that's the orc who wouldn't shoot him, and that right. that's, that's good on their part, and I think that that's- that was kind of what why Tika was like, well, these people are not evil. Like, you know, they're trying to do the right thing. They're just shitty. Tika did hold that shit for a long time. Like, that pisses me off in films when the characters, like, pretends they can't speak English for, like, 40 fucking minutes or something. And then like, she had to resurrect Logan. somebody before she trusted them, quote unquote. Yeah. In Logan, it happened. And it, it made less sense in Logan because she just didn't talk for fucking half the movie. And then suddenly starts talking in English. And you're like, what the fuck? But in this movie, <laughs> like, I guess Tika wouldn't trust them. But I don't know why. I don't know why not speaking in English to them would make it easier to trust them. Like, they can understand. Like, why keep yelling in Elvis? They can't understand you. Like, occasionally, Jacoby picks a word up, but he's not, you know, 
he took high school Elvish and I took high school Latin. I can't understand someone just fucking yelling out full paragraphs of Latin in my face. It's just weird. It, it's yeah. a weird plot thing that they do, I think, to make her be less of a active character in their like buddy cop story because it would just be like, oh, it's this two cops and their elf friend, you know, running around. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's I think it works, though. I think I, I, I really think that if this doesn't continue past a bright two, I would be very surprised. And if this doesn't get more material out there that goes be even beyond the you know the one completely made film and hopefully second film they make again I'd be very surprised no, no, because it's greenlit like the second film is pretty much definitely happening and I think that it's funny that people keep going well why is Netflix greenlit this because like literally all the fans who watched the movie like that are not like critics loved it exactly. so Netflix is going to greenlit like why do they keep making Transformers movies people keep going to see that shit. Like when the fifth one came out and then no one went to see it, they started talking about stopping because that's why you stop making a movie. People stop going to see them. Exactly. But, you know, like no. people don't understand that. Like just because it, it's badly reviewed doesn't mean people won't go see it. Exactly. And, and, I, and that, that's my point, which you said earlier about Rotten Tomatoes. People are not basing their stuff solely on Rotten Tomatoes reviews because if they were i hope not no one would ever go see transformers <laughs> people keep feeding that money train and i don't get it those are those are bad oh no so, they stopped like the fifth one did very badly but that was that was five fucking movies into a terrible <laughs> series of movies and like you know and 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 you can say like oh the last jedi didn't make enough money but it made like 1.3 billion dollars so it's not like it didn't make money it's like one of the best grossing films of all time and people were calling it a failure like that's just stupidity like your audience scores are bad so the fuck what the IMDb audience scores are great so something's wrong because either the audiences aren't agreeing with each other well or someone's fucking cheating the system <laughs> a couple of friends of mine that i was on their uh on their podcast for a while um not anymore is uh hi hungry i'm dad and um they have a good point let people like things. If there's any takeaway from our review of this tonight, guys, let's let's leave it at that and let's go to final thoughts. But let, let's 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 capstone it with this. Let people like things. You don't have to go on there and get on the bandwagon of hating something just because everybody else is razzing on it. Go take the material in and make your formulate your own thoughts. After you've seen it, then come back with a critical response. It's also okay not to like things. It's sure. okay to not like something. What's not okay? It's, it's even okay to debate how, why you don't like a thing. Absolutely. I'll tell you all day why I don't like Justice League or why I don't, well, Justice League is not the one I meant, like Batman Superman. But at the same time, it's not okay to turn around and then go, well, you know, you like this. You're clearly like, stupid or something because exactly you like it, or you exactly. didn't like it and and really I, I think it's more the people who who don't like something i'm getting tired of their sort of attacking people who enjoy a thing mm -hmm. uh when when ghostbusters came out a few years ago you had people like getting mad at like little girls like girls that were like small girls that like that you're movie. not allowed to like this because it shits yeah. on something i like yeah Man. Exactly. and and the Star Wars one's baffling to me because people go, well, these are these are movies for nerds. These are not niche movies, people. Like, let's be fucking honest. No. No niche picture is making a billion dollars. Star Wars has been a giant franchise since the first Four movie came out. Four years. Like, yeah. Star Wars is so big, my fucking dad watches those movies. My brother watches those movies. Like, everyone I know watches those films. And so, 
and you know what's funny is that they've seen these new movies and they all enjoy it and they you know these people are, are fans from the beginning from the first film exactly so it's not just being an old fan that makes things hard to like like you just have a problem liking things because they're not what you saw before mm-hmm. and like nostalgia is not a good reason to like a thing and it's oh, not a good reason god to hate a thing. no yeah it's just have a balanced point of view be able be open to the idea that you can you you can disagree but still get along as human beings and, um yeah. there you go <laughs> so I guess let's hit final thoughts. I think they're going to be summed up pretty quick. I mean, we just let's just make it easy. Would you th- last thought, Jay? What did you think of the film? It was a great movie. I mean, it's not the best movie ever. It's not going to blow your socks off, but it's really well done. It's competently done. It's well world built, well written, well acted. Um, there's some weird parts. Like I will admit, there's some parts where you go, eh, "That's weird." Like the last few scenes with 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 the two elves talking before like the the final fight that was a really weird scene just like they're interacting but it also could be taken as like their weird elf culture is just weird to us because they're fucking weirdos but yeah like it's it's not it i'm not gonna say it's not being reviewed correctly maybe you'll watch it and feel like those reviews feel i kind of wish we we had actually planned to have laura here tonight i kind of wish we had had her here i have no idea what she thought about this movie. i, I meant to ask her that but well, maybe um, uh maybe maybe we'll do a uh graveside chat sometime soon and we'll be able to bring it up we'll have a graveside chat with her that way it's a little flowy conversation she can just come in and have some fun with us that was um like it's it's just one of those things where i could see people not liking it i can get your reasons for not liking it but i enjoyed it Absolutely. Well, for me, I mean, I think I, I covered most of my points, but I'll just sum them up real quick. I really enjoyed this. This is everything I, wa- I wanted to see in a modern fantasy, um, and I'm looking forward to more. So, um, more bright. More bright. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait. No, it can't be called bright too. It's just called brighter. Bright that's, to that's bright, bright, no, bright brighter. too. Bright too. Brighter. Just brighter. What about uh, bright too? Too bright? Too furious? No. Not that one? Okay. Would never let any movie do the Fast and Furious number screen scheme ever again. Because, like, <laughs> I could just run down those movies and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, when they got the four and it was called Fast and Furious and they just dropped the the, you're like, what uh, the fuck's happening now? I don't get those at all. And I, then they do f- uh, Fast Five and then Fast and the Furious Six. And then they did, uh, what was it? The seventh one was Furious Seven. <laughs> and then Fate of the Furious, which is the eighth one that has eight nowhere in the title. It's just, well, they're like, Fate sounds like eight. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Not really. You know what the next one's going to be called, right? I don't know, but there's a <laughs> Just that. Just a <laughs> Just the TH from ninth. There you like, go. They're, but, yeah, they're doing two more movies, they said, because oh, they're going to try to end it on the 2020 year. So that it's been going for 20 years and there's 10 movies. So let's do now what they should have done two movies ago. Let's put the and final stop. nail in this coffin. I'm going uh, to go watch all these movies. Oh, all God. Those, and call Bright or Rap. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for taking the time out to listen to our podcast. We really appreciate your uh, support. Um, if you can like us, share us, uh, put it out there in social media. The only way we get attention is if you bring attention to us. You can email us at fromthebonevault at gmail.com. Uh, and you can catch our podcast on the World Wide Web at fromthebonevault.podbean.com or .net, one of the two. Got to check that. Like I said last time, you're going to see some cool changes in 2018 uh, as far as more media presence from us and more things coming out there. Um, but again, we don't get anywhere unless you guys actually 
promoted. So the more word of mouth you guys can pass along, the better. And we really appreciate you listening. At the bottom of the show, Jay, anything you want to pimp out? Anything you're working on? Um, right now, I have uh, just been doing this podcast, and I've been doing my other podcast with Laura called uh, Last Chance Theater. Uh, we come out every other week also on typically on a Wednesday morning, uh, maybe midday if we're just being late with it sometimes. Uh, you can find us on iTunes or on Google Play, and we have a website, uh, lastchancetheater.com. Uh, my Twitter account's at CTK86. I've been trying to be more active on there and succeeding at it. And then I've <laughs> uh, got my, my at Lens of Justin Instagram account and my at Lens of Justin Flickr account. The Flickr account's mostly dead. I remember it's there sometimes oh, and wow. use it. I can't believe it. It's like it's almost akin to saying it's like you go to my MySpace. <laughs> well, no, Flickr, Flickr is great for photo- photography because they don't like downgrade your pictures, but Not it's just true. so tedious to upload Ugh. to, and it it puts everything in the order you put it up there in, and you have to fuck with it to get it back right. So it's weird. But yeah, yeah like um, also, if you could, um, Levi's not here. But he does have his uh, garage movie reviews uh, channel on YouTube, Absolutely. and uh, like YouTube is changing their rules now. So yeah, go go give Levi some views because their rules are getting weird about monetization. I don't know what they're doing over there. Yeah, get out there, uh, view view the content, get him some reviews on his site, like, favorite, and subscribe his content. Garage movie guy, he's got some great, easily digestible reviews of films that are in his garage, and he's got this fun, entertaining presence. So absolutely, go check it out. Nearly as long winded as we are here on this. True. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the la- last uh, two quick things that I'll plug, guys, is uh, for us on Twitter, it's at Bone Vault, capital B, capital v, uh, v at Bone Vault. Uh, and then on Twitter, my handle is at Gil Newman 3, at Gil Newman 3 on Twitter. So you can go watch my occasional posting there. Um, with that, I think we're going to call it a wrap for the night, guys. Uh, as always, I'm Gil. And I'm Justin. And stay scary. Good night. See, Justin, this face that I have right now, this is my ending the the movie face. This is that's the face I have right now. That's the face no, I'm making. That was a good line, by the way. <laughs>